I'm in the mood for food. I'm in the mood. This is Tomato Radio. I'm Amanda Lanise. And I'm Mary Bailey. On today's episode, we're talking about farmers markets, uh, new openings, and some great events to check out. It's it's summertime. There's lots going on. Oh, yeah, tons of things. That's for sure. Uh, Tomato Radio is a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATB. And you know what? You could help us out by filling out a brief survey, which you'll find at albertapodcastnetwork.com slash survey. Uh, fill it out before June 17th, so that gives you about a week, and you could win one of three cash prizes of 100 bucks. So I think 100 bucks is not bad for 5-10 minutes of your time. Mm-hmm. Go to the albertapodcastnetwork.com slash survey to, to do that. And we also are sponsored in part by um, Alberta Blue Cross, in particular the Alberta Blue Cross Wellness Summit. It's happening October 10th. It's a day to explore fresh perspectives and practices around wellness. You know, everyone's talking about wellness these Mm -hmm. days. Everybody. So, you know, it fits right into what we're expecting work to be like, I think, especially, Mm -hmm. is is not something that's going to make us really sick and crazy and all that other stuff. So this year, the focus is on what it takes to create a healthy workplace culture where everybody thrives. And Alberta uh, Blue Cross wants to connect the dots of what it takes to create those healthier workplaces with happy people. So they have a full roster of speakers, and one of them is Victoria Granger, who's the founder of Wellness Works Canada. She has 20 years of experience working with the public, not-for-profit, and private organizations in developing, implementing, and evaluating comprehensive workplace wellness strategies. So Alberta Blue Cross has designed the summit, so you're not just sitting and listening, because that doesn't really sound like a healthy thing. Yeah, (laughs) not at all. Yeah, So you'll have a chance to actively engage with uh, the speakers, with the information, and come away with practical tools and evidence-based resources you can use, whether you're in the C-suite or whether you're a frontline worker. And I think particularly if you're sort of a, not necessarily a small, a sole proprietor, but maybe a small proprietor where you only have two or three employees, because those are the things that kind of fall through the cracks when it comes Completely. to wellness strategies. And you have also like a lot of like interpersonal connections yeah. with people that make it complicated. For yeah, sure. for sure. So it's at the Renaissance Edmonton Airport Hotel on October 10th. And visit the wellnesssummit.ca for more information and how to uh, register. Awesome. Today's episode is also sponsored by the Edmonton Community Foundation. Um, As you well know, the Edmonton Community Foundation also produces a podcast called The Well Endowed Podcast, which is hosted by Andrew Paul and Elizabeth Bonkink and is produced by Lisa Pruden. Um, It explores the impact of passionate people who are working to make Edmonton a strong, vibrant city to live in. Um, And the Edmonton Community Foundation helps people create endowment funds. And the podcast tells the story of how those endowment endowment funds intersect with the community, which I think is just such an amazing, um, which is such an amazing thing. Yes. And the latest episode is a conversation with Liz O'Neill, who's the executive director of the, of the Boys and Girls Club's Big Brothers, Big Sisters of Edmonton. Also in my other life outside of the podcast, I'm the president of IABC Edmonton. And just last week or a couple of weeks ago, I should say, we honored her with an Inspired Leader of the Year award. And I've had the pleasure of speaking with this woman a number of times um, in the last couple of years. And she is an inspiration. So I think that will be an excellent listen that you should definitely check out um, you can read the show notes and subscribe to the well endowed podcast at the well endowed podcast.com and you can also do um, you can also learn more about the edmonton community foundation at ecfoundation.org 
So Amanda, there's lots going on with the yes. downtown farmers market. Uh-huh. Of course, earlier this year, everyone got the news that they were moving from their their summer home on uh, 104th Street and Winter Home in City Hall over to the GWG building on 97th Street. And you know, lots of people thought this was a great idea, particularly the vendors, I think, mm-hmm. because it gave them a spot they could work, whether it was you know freezing cold, raining, smoky, whatever. Um, but a lot of people didn't like it because, you know, we change is hard. We get used to doing things a certain way and people really liked, you know, coming downtown on 104th Street with their dog and wandering around and going for coffee and this kind of thing. So evidently the 104th Street merchants really didn't like it and they actually were looking around trying to find, you know, they said, well, this isn't any good. We need to have a market here on 104th Street. So they were actually talking to the 124th Street grand people mm-hmm. about bringing something down to 104th Street on the Saturday. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, I mean, I know it's great to have a lot of farmers markets, but I just think having two things within five blocks of each yeah. other downtown is you know, a not a great idea. Yeah, on a Saturday. Um, so just a few weeks ago, we're taping this actually a little bit ahead of time. So we can say yesterday, the farmers market vendors voted or, or met to vote. We haven't heard what's happened there yet. Uh, on what, what are, whether or not they would come back to 104th Street for the Saturday mm-hmm. and then go to their new home on the Sunday, which, you know, seems a little convoluted. Mm-hmm. But I think, you know, I, I think it, it's just interesting because it, it just brings up so many different issues. Mm-hmm. I mean, it seems that people think of markets only from the point of view of that their entertainment or what they can do for me kind of thing. Like the merchants are all about, I'm sure that was a lot of cups of coffee they could sell yeah. on a on a Saturday that maybe made up, because I know there were some merchants who didn't like having the market there at all, yeah. but they weren't maybe entertainment or coffee yeah. type vendors. Yeah. So, but the last people who seem to be, that we're th- thinking of in this whole thing is the vendors themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that's, I think this is a really interesting how this is going to play out, I think it's going to be very, very interesting because, I mean, we have to remember vendors are, they're trying to run a business here mm-hmm. and they're trying to run it in the best possible place for them and having a place where, you know, oh, nobody comes because it's raining. That's not a good thing for the vendors. No. So I'm really curious what's going to happen with this well, whole not to shebang. The vend- what the vendor's choice in terms of where they would go and what they would do mm-hmm. in that time too, because, you know, many vendors I'm sure would also be interested in the 124th Street Grand Market or that organization as well. So it creates, there would be a bit of a challenge with vendors at both of them, I imagine. Yeah, it just becomes, you know, it just becomes this big hairy deal, which, yeah. you know, is unfortunate, but it's kind of seems the way, you know, and if you look at other cities, there's always problems with the farmer's markets in those cities too, yeah. in terms of, you know, I think partly because they're run, you know, it's a community market, so they're Alberta approved. So that means it's it's a nonprofit society. There's vendors on the board, there's business people on the boards, you know, it's just the communication issues are always a big deal with farmer's markets. So it's, it's going to be interesting. It's a lot of people to work with, communicate yeah. with, like manage, um, all of those kinds of things. I can imagine that that's not the easiest situation at the moment for anybody, including including the vendors at this point. Oh, too. yeah. Yeah. So stay tuned as to what uh, happens. For all we know, maybe they'll, they'll, you know, they'll be back on 104th Street by the time this comes out, at least on the Saturday. And then, but I say too, like, do support that Sunday market because... Uh, you know, that's, there, there's a lot of flexibility in being able to go to a market on a Sunday. Yeah. So if, you know, if you have your druthers, maybe make it a Sunday market for yeah. you. Yeah, try and change your 
<laughs> your, your patterns. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. right. In happier news, though, the Bountiful Farmers Market is going to be opening on June 21st. Yes, and that's well away from the fray, which is a good thing. So uh, they're at 3696 97th yes. Street. So like, so on think the 30, south side. Yeah, I think 34th yeah. Avenue, 99th Street is your main Yeah. And there's going to be about 140 booths with about 110 vendors to start. This is their opening vendors. We have to remember, too, vegetables have been very, very slow. We're about two weeks behind, so we're not seeing quite as many things as perhaps we'd hope to. And they, even though they're a private market, which means they can kind of do a lot of different things, 80% of their vendors are going to be of the make it, bake it, grow it type of vendor with the Alberta approved with 20% falling in the other category. I think one thing they, they also are planning is, is a lot of, um, kind of small food vendors who are making food like to eat right yeah, there. Yeah. So a bit more of that. So that's kind of more like a European style market where it's not necessarily just things you take home, mm-hmm. but it's things you can buy right there and eat. And that's a market that's going to be open Friday, Friday, Saturday, yes. Sunday. Yeah, yeah. Three days a week. Okay. So I think we have to remember for larger vendors or people hoping to to gain some size, this gives a lot of flexibility now. Mm-hmm. I mean, Collingwood's a Sunday market. Downtown we think is going to be Saturday, Sunday, and now Bountiful's Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. So if you're big enough, that means you could be at several markets on the Sunday selling whatever it is you sell. I mean, those are more, you have more staff, yes. you have more headaches, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. But I think it's it's not just the, you know, lonely farmer coming in, setting up his booth and, you know, getting up at 4 a.m. to load the truck, going down to the market, going home at 3 o'clock. I think that's just uh, not happening so much yeah. anymore. Yeah. You know, we're in sort of a more modern time. But I was also very happy to see that there's going to be Ace Coffee that's awesome. at Bountiful. That's great. Yeah, so that's really exciting. And 200, uh, 200 space parking lot. That's yeah. nice because it's not really a market you can you can, uh, you can walk to. And it's an industrial area, so there should be tons of parking on the Saturday and Sunday for sure. So yeah, good luck to them. I'll definitely be going to that opening. Yeah, that's exciting. There are a few new openings to yeah. talk about. So Philly Sticks, they have a new location downtown. Hey. Well, this is their first actual like standalone restaurant because they've been a food truck since 2008. Yeah. Do, do I remember that they had maybe a stand in McEwen or something yeah, like that? Yeah, in at McEwen. One and in then time? they've had one at the university in, yeah. in uh, Student Union Building for years. Really nice guys. Ariel. Uh, uh, yeah. Ariel and Roel. Just wonderful guys. And their food's fun because it's kind of a... Kind of a take on Southeast Asian, mm-hmm. you know, a little Filipino, a little yeah. Thai, really kind of their own invention because they both grew up here in Canada, but very, very tasty food. And I haven't been down to the new location yet. They've only been open for a very short time. I plan to go this week. Um, but I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And they're sort of right there in the government area. So they're going to be opening fairly early, I believe, for la- for breakfast. That's awesome. And then, you know, lunch. And I think that's just great. Cool. They're good guys. I wish them the best. Mary, you were at Bianco earlier this week. So this is the sister restaurant to Rosso Pizza. Yes, yes. And it's in the Phipps McKinnon building, They're on the main floor, Phipps McKinnon building. They're kind of right beside Sherwood, Sherwood House, Sherwood... Sherlock's, sorry, Sherlock's, not Sherwood, back up, Sherlock Holmes. They're right beside Sherlock Holmes. So they've got that big patio that sort of looks out over the street. It's not quite ready yet. It looks like it's going to be beautiful. They're putting in like stone and everything. But the restaurant itself is gorgeous. It's um, about twice the size of Rosso. Very big kitchen. They also have this kind of takeout, a fairly large, you walk in, there's a fairly large space where you could get coffee and a brioche to go, which I'm sure is wonderful for people in that office. They're opening at eight for breakfast. 
breakfast, and it's a fairly lengthy breakfast menu. I thought that was pretty interesting. So a lot of the greatest hits from Rosso, of course, they're wonderful, wonderful pizzas. You know, they have a wood-fired oven, wood-burning oven awesome. at both, and, you know, the crust is always so delicious I and know. chewy and yummy. Yeah, and I love Rosso pizza. Oh, I think it's the best in town. So, mm-hmm. yeah, pizza definitely is your best bet, but it is a larger menu for both lunch and dinner. And, uh, you know, great guys. It's it's Dave from Rosso, and uh, his partner is... Some of you might remember Joe, who is one of the original owners of the um, Sicilian Pasta Kitchen downtown. Oh, okay. Yeah, so anyway, he's the other guy. So, you know, they're running around. I mean, they're still... They just opened, so cut them some slack. But we had great service, and the food was pretty quick. So, And it was filled with mostly men in suits, which, you know, is a nice thing about going downtown for lunch. <laughs> you know, get to see that. But Amanda, you'll love this. There's a spritz menu. Oh, yay. <laughs> that makes me so happy. I know. Great for after work yeah. drinks. I think that patio might be the place to go this yes, summer. Yes, yeah. And, you know, Rosso's always had a fi- fun wine list. I think so is Bianco's. And they've got a really large list of champagne and sparkling wine. Cool. So that's kind of unusual and kind of fun. And uh, anyway, if you want to check out the menu or make a reso, they can be found at biancoeats.com. That's B-I-A-N-C-O. So yeah, white in Italian. Awesome. That sounds great. And we also recently checked out Kalina to Go. That's yeah. in the Oliver Exchange building. So this is a, I mean, I love that building overall. There's so oh, much that's going yeah. on in there and it all looks really great. And Kalina to Go is no exception. It looks fantastic. Um I think when we when we went in there, one of the things that I really love, you know, from a convenience standpoint, is in one of the coolers is just full of like basically pots of things <laughs> that you take home. Like I, I imagine that you pay a deposit on the on the pot, especially I saw some Le Creuset in there and stuff, and then you make it and they they give you instructions and things like that, and you take that home and 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 cook it, which I think is just such a fabulous idea and I love I love that um, they also have a pretty big variety of um, of other things that they do that that changes that changes all the time you can even there's like a little chalkboard I love up that. near the till where if you want to see something you'll like write it up on the chalkboard so the day that we were there um, I guess somebody had written buy some chili and like that was <laughs> sure enough that's what they had they had made for that day yeah, and that's what I had it was pretty tasty mm-hmm. so yeah you see these big you know those old-fashioned enamel rolls like mm-hmm. your grandma had so yes. they're basically filled with the chicken dinner you take home i know there's a father's day special of some sort for i think pork ribs or something like that it's not really a place to eat in there are a couple of stools and there's a couple, a couple of tables, tables on both sides but yeah. it really is more a place to take stuff take stuff home with you uh and the um and you're probably a little bit worried about waste they do have a cutlery uh exchange program so you can you know take some cutlery bring some cutlery it's kind of you know it's just kind of fun yeah yeah. and and also they it looks like most of the containers are compostable so you know they're they're trying hard not to be not to create more waste but i think it's somewhere really you know it's it's changing kind of you know the menus will change depending on what's in season um they do have fan fans ice cream there which has a new name it's called little bear that's so which cute. it's so cute that's what they call their son yeah oh so i just thought oh my god little bear ice cream so you can find that you know ready to go to take home so great if you're you know coming home from work and you don't feel like cooking you can pop in there get a couple of nice things get some little little bear go ice home cream, yeah you know, watch netflix no, yeah. i'm just kidding no i don't do that really not at all <laughs> no. neither do i that's awesome uh and there are some 
you know, let's get into the events because yeah. there's a lot of them. So Dine the Ave. So this is Alberta Avenue's Dining Week. It's happening this year from June 17th to 23rd. Um, and this is an extension of the very successful Eats on 118 dining tours. Yeah, I don't know if anybody remembers those, but they were actually sort of like almost like a progressive dinner. So what they've done Fun. is, yeah, what they've done instead, the new version is basically you go to any of these restaurants you want. They have special menus. The prices are really, really great because those, a lot of them are small restaurants. They're, they're it's, you know, so culturally diverse up there. Mm-hmm. And our favorite, of course, the Green Onion Cake Man is part of yeah. this. And we asked him, or I asked him once, like, oh, what do you like along the avenue and he said simba's that he liked simba's den and pub so it's also on the menu so i think that might be worth checking out or or sort of has a menu for the dine the ave week so again that's june 17th 23rd so see you there you can check them out at um alberta-avenue.com forward slash news forward slash dine hyphen the hyphen ave (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it'll tell you, you know, who's who's there. And I, I don't think there's any menus up yet, but there should be soon. But certainly it tells you all about the different restaurants and that's quite fun. And Porkapalooza is this weekend. So Father's Day weekend, Saturday, June 15th from 11 a.m. to 11 p.m. It's at the Expo Center. Um, oh, and it's also on June 16th too until 7 p.m. It's at the Expo Center. Um, so this is the sixth, I mean, we, if you should listen back to our, our previous episode with Darcy Fitzgerald, with Darcy Fitzgerald from Alberta Pork, um, who was talking about Porkapalooza. Um, this is, the main attraction is the Kansas City Barbecue Society sanctioned competition. And this year they're aiming to be the biggest competition outside of the U.S. with 75 teams coming to compete. Um, so That's pretty amazing. That is That's a lot of amazing. people barbecuing. Yeah. And they're coming from all over the place yeah. from what I understand. Yep. Um, they're going to be guided tours of the competition uh, of the competition area, cooking demos on the food stage, the craft station in the kids zone, and of course a <laughs> beer garden and entertainment. The entry is free, but bring some cash for the food trucks because you'll be hungry smelling all yes. that barbecue. Oh you'll get hungry. Yeah. So visit porkapalooza.ca for all the deets. And there's a new f- local food initiative coming this summer. Mary, yeah. do you know much about this? This is Alberta on the Plate, yes. it's called. I don't know much besides the name. Alberta on the Plate, it's um, it's a voluntary, or well, not voluntary, but restaurants are asked to join. And the idea is, is uh, um, essentially, you know, to, to, to make more connections between food and drink within the province. So they're, they have distillery partners and beer partners, and then they're looking for farmers to sign up for this thing. So for farmers to make new relationships with, with different restaurants that they perhaps they haven't had before. Um, and it's going to be happening, I, I believe, around Open Farm Days or the new local food day that the province uh, talked about last year. I'm sorry I don't have any more details, but they're probably if their website should be up now, Albert on the plate, and you can get some good information there. But again, special menus, special prices, highlighting local food. Awesome. And Eric Hansen has something kind of cool happening. Yes. So Eric is at the prairie, at Prairie Noodle House, and it's always such a treat to go in and sit at the bar and watch him watch him cook because he's you know quite a quite um, entertaining, a, a quite entertaining, <laughs> and also a great chef too. You know yeah. that's that's that that has um, yeah. Anyways, great chef. Uh, anyways, <laughs> but he's doing something called Hot Tropic uh, there. Um, we're not super sure on the dates, but it sounds like toward the end of June. Um, and so this is basically cooking inspired by some of his travels in Southeast Asia. Right. Yeah. Yeah. 
So, you know, some classics and also some things with Eric's twist, that sort of idea. Now, I'm not sure if it's actually at Prairie Noodle or if it's right next door to Prairie Noodle, but sort of like mm. an extension of, yeah. kind of like a mini restaurant within a, you know, within a restaurant, or maybe think of it as a pop-up. And on that note, uh, he and the bartender, uh, Tyler right. Gushadi, are doing a drinks night, a pop, pop-up on, what is it, July 5th? July 5th and 6th. July 5th yeah. and 6th. So Eric, at Prairie Noodle. At Prairie Noodle. And, yeah. and Eric was telling me he was very excited because he's making edible garnishes for the drinks. So oh, fine. I think that should be quite fun. He says, we've been talking about this since North 53. So I think that is to be, a, you know, keep uh, posted. We'll be talking about it in the bite or on Tomato Radio and just keep posted as to... to the yummy eats you're going to get during hot tropics. Mm-hmm. Just the idea of it sounds so wonderful, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> you know? And the first ever annual Craft Breweries <laughs> of Alberta tasting experience is going to be on June 15th. So that's this weekend. Um, it's charitable beer tasting featuring over 14 Alberta craft breweries. That's, you know, probably quite quite a small representation considering oh, how so many, many craft now. breweries there are. Right. But it is put on by Sherbrooke, so you know they're going to be good. Yeah. They're going to pick some good ones. So it is at, where is this at? It's called the Alberta, uh, the Alberta, Man- or no, sorry, the Oliver Mansion. The address is 10205 109th Street. So it's 119th not... 119th Street. 119th Street. Sorry. So 119th Street and 102nd Avenue. It's, I can't see it in my mind. I'm going to drive by and check this out. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know if this is a new venue space or if they're just doing it for this one this one night. But it's called the Oliver Mansion at 10205 109th Street. $40. 119th t- Street. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm going <laughs> to screw okay. everybody up. Yeah, it's not on 109. <laughs> it's on 119th. And ticks are on Eventbrite. They're 40 bucks. Yeah. So that's a pretty good deal to to taste all these beer samples. And it's uh, there's two separate times. So you can go in the afternoon from 1 to 5, or you can go in the evening from 6 to 10. That's fun. 100% of the proceeds are supporting the Firefighter Aid Ukraine. Cool. That's a great reason to get out there. Well, yeah. Maybe there'll be firemen there. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe, maybe. I wonder if Ukrainian firemen Ukrainian are as good looking as, as you know, Canadian firemen generally are. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Amanda, have you ever done a black glass tasting? I have done it once, and I uh, did it in Italy, actually. Yeah. Do you remember that? With yes. orange wines, and that was a crazy experience. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, so, in Italy. and such a bizarre experience, because mm-hmm. like, when you don't have sight to support what you're, what you're tasting and what you're smelling, it really like throws you for a loop. I remember doing one several years ago in my house. We just kind of did it for fun, and there was a Chilean winemaker here, and he got everything wrong. So, you know, it's it's really, really hard to tell because yeah. you can't see the color, you know, obviously. And, you know, even the aromas sometimes, like, you know, you're just never sure. So it's a great way to kind of sharpen your tasting abilities. Mm-hmm. And I think it really creates a level playing field. So nobody can be all like, oh, yes, I know everything and blah, blah, blah. They're just going to be like, oh, I don't know. It kind of smells like whatever. <laughs> you yeah. know? So I think it's a fun thing. And it's, it's also Diana from Sherbrooke is going yeah. to be leading it. And she's always... Was fun so I think that's a great idea yeah so I don't think that we actually said what it was off oh, the top so sorry. this is Sherbrooke's <laughs> undercover wine tasting and it's going to be happening on June 22nd hosted by the lovely Diana who's <laughs> who's uh brilliant and will certainly host a great event um so this is six wines in black glasses all at the same temperature I guess it's going to be a monthly event yeah they yeah they do they do them pretty much every month I'm not sure if they're going to do them over the summertime but they pretty oh, much do okay, these okay. undercover wine tastings yeah. quite often at Sherbrooke they do have their own schedule up on 
on their website yeah. and they they sell all the tickets through Eventbrite so you might yeah. look for it there too that would be a great way to like if you're a budding wine you oh, know wine sure. enthusiast or wine professional what a great way to kind of like sharpen your skills it does yeah and I, you could be budding or you could be you know somebody Seasoned. knows everything yeah exactly and because it, it really does level the playing field yeah and the idea that they're all at the same temperature too that makes such a huge difference because totally. there's no cue you're going to get from chilled or not yes. chilled or whatever amazing so <laughs> yeah oh so my God, that's, that's a fun hard. thing so 20 bucks event bright june 22nd sherbrooke's undercover wine tastings yeah and just to wrap up, it's not a food a food related event, but I think it's a cool one oh, generally. Yes. So the architect Douglas Cardinal is going to be giving a talk at the Art Gallery of Alberta tonight, June twelfth. So he's designed so many iconic buildings, um, and he'll talk about his design process, which is notable because he's always designed with a really with a view of harmony with the environment, yes, very right? Much so. so he designed what the Lethbridge. Um, you know what? I can't remember exactly. He's designed a, ch- a very famous church. Uh, something on the campus at Lethbridge uh, College. Um, you know, he's known all over the world because of his really beautiful sort of undulating designs. And I mean, he was talking about environment way before anybody else was. You know, we're talking, I think, his, some of his buildings were built in the 70s and that kind of idea. And he's also, uh, I understand he's, well, he's an artist, obviously, but he's also an activist and he's, an, he's an, a native elder. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure, I can't remember which tribe, but he's a native elder. So I remember hearing him speak several years ago at something and he was really, really amazing. So if you have any kind of interest in architecture or the built landscape or any of those things, I think it would be a really wonderful talk that he's giving tonight. Yeah, and if you look up his work on DJ DJ car oh dj djcarchitect.com forward slash work would be his there's like his all firm. of his then there's some really really i'm just looking at it right now there's some really beautiful things so and just like you're saying thinking about oh gosh the the descriptions under each of them are like titles for what oh, it right. is like not yeah. so much the places uh, right. um but they are quite beautiful so yeah so great person to hear speak about uh anything to do with architecture and also, of course, the environment. Yeah. So I guess on that note, Amanda, we're pretty much done with our content. We're always interested to hear what you think. Remember, we do these a couple weeks ahead. So uh, if you think we've missed something, we're sorry about that. But, well, you know, we can't always fit everything in because it's already happened. Yeah. We're thinking, oh, we're going to talk about indulgence. No, that already happened this week. Yeah. So, so we're not. Yeah, <laughs> we're know? a bit ahead today. Um, my co-host is Mary Bailey. She's the editor of the Tomato Food and Drink magazine uh, that you can find on newsstands and online uh, at thetomato.ca. Uh, Mary holds the diploma from the Wine Spirit Education Trust. And Amanda Leneve is my co-host. She is a WSET Advanced Level 3. She's in the communications business during the day, and she's a wonderful co-host to be working with. Thank you, Amanda. No problem. Thank you, Mary. Tomato Radio is a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATB. You know, you can help us out by filling out a brief survey, which you'll find at albertapodcastnetwork.com slash survey. Fill it out before June 17th, which is next week, and you could win one of three cash prizes of 100 bucks. So get over there and get it done. Thank you for listening, and we'll talk with you next time. Settling down at bedtime, such a wonderful day. Perhaps a little glass of port will send me on my way. Oh, feed me, feed me, feed me till I'm fit to bust.
Feed me, feed me, feed me till I die.